Hello beautiful souls, my name is Persephone Dennis and I'm a spiritual explorer, a soul entrepreneur and I run a business helping people just like you discover who they really are. My passion is to guide people through their spiritual journeys with wisdom and understanding, to help them discover their unique and divine gifts and soul purpose so they can live a truly fulfilled and joyful life in alignment with their divinity. Join me as we dive into a journey of self-discovery and let's navigate through your spiritual awakening using your own inner compass. Hi everybody. So welcome to my very first episode of my podcast and today I'm going to be talking to you all about spiritual awakenings and it took some time to think what I would talk about in my first episode because on this spiritual journey there are so many avenues to go down, so much that um, can be talked about and discussed but considering my business is called Spiritual Awakening I thought it was pretty potent that I talked to you about spiritual awakenings in my very first episode. So, what are spiritual awakenings? What do they look like and how do I know if I'm even having one? And what's the purpose of them? If you're listening to this, the chances are that you're either having a spiritual awakening or you've recently woken up or maybe something has triggered your curiosity and you simply just want to know more. And in this episode, we're going to be exploring what it is, what is a spiritual awakening, why it happens and what to do when you have one. <laughs> and I'm here to shine a light on the amazing experience that a spiritual awakening brings, but also on the more uncomfortable aspects of it too, because it's really not all about white feathers, angel numbers, and it can be far from smooth sailing. Now, as we talk about what they are and the symptoms of a spiritual awakening, it may seem as if I'm erring on the negative side a lot, but I promise you we will talk about the positives because there are so many of them, I can assure you. But I have been on the front line, right where you may find yourself, now and I still now go through the same processes each time I have a spiritual awakening because we don't just have one in a lifetime. Our growth continues throughout our life and throughout our spiritual journey. I just think that before you get to fully embrace the beauty of all it brings, you first experience the discomfort of change like growing pains and also looking at these uncomfortable aspects of spiritual awakening is really important for anyone listening who's gone through a lot of pain having had a spiritual awakening to know you're not alone that all of us who have experienced a spiritual awakening will have experienced some form of discomfort no matter how short-lived that is so when we look into a spiritual awakening ourselves, whether it be on Google or whatever format, we often hear about the amazing and beautiful changes that happen as a result of them. 
However, I don't very often hear about those first uncomfortable moments. And we're going to get into the nitty gritty of the immediate effects it can have, which are uncomfortable. So what is a spiritual awakening? It's an awakening. It's literally waking up. It's, it's a liberation and breaking free from whatever has been your previous reality. It's not a physical change, although you can experience some physical symptoms. And we'll talk about that later on in the episode. It starts on an energetic level, but you will notice it first in your mind. Now, in order to talk about what a spiritual awakening is, we first need to talk about what triggers a spiritual awakening. So there are lots of different things that can trigger a spiritual awakening. And it can be as extreme as experiencing some form of trauma in your life, turmoil, a big upheaval. It could be the end of a marriage, bereavement or any kind of loss for that matter. And it doesn't mean, though, that if you do experience any of those things, you will have a spiritual awakening. That totally depends on how you react to those set of circumstances, which, of course, depends on what we've experienced in our lives so far and who we are. So it can be as extreme as a level of trauma, but it can also be as small as having a really realistic dream that stirs you and stays with you and actually ends up propelling you into a new outlook on life as a result of this dream. And then there's everything in between. So many people find themselves at some stage in their life being pulled towards something unknowable. Like a magnet, they're being drawn towards something and they don't know what it is. They just feel this great pull towards it and they seek and seek until they find something which satisfies this urge within them. It could be book, a video, a course or a class, or even a friend mentioning something to you. Now, we all experience spiritual awakenings in a different way uh, because we're all so unique from our souls to our experiences in our current life which have ultimately shaped the way in which we react and handle various situations. So it would be impossible for me to describe what this looks like for everybody. And even with the parts of a spiritual awakening that are similar for many people, we all react to those similar experiences in a different way, depending on our circumstances, our personality, our relationships, etc., so to start with, it can be really disconcerting. There can be so much confusion in your mind and with your emotions. And you may find yourself completely lost in your thoughts and feel a lack of direction in your life. This is change. And this is what is so disconcerting. The famous phrase... There is no change without disharmony. You have on the one hand your own change. You don't know what this is yet. It just feels different. And you may not feel in control of your life. 
On the other hand, everything and everyone else seems different too. Whereas once before, you knew your place in life. Uh, you Maybe you had a husband or wife, a partner, children, a decent house and decent job. And suddenly, in this life, you feel out of place. Now, actually, everything in your physical life is just as it was before. Your job is the same. Your house is the same. Your relationships are the same. The situations and circumstances of your life are the same. It is your perception that has changed. A famous quote by Wayne Dyer, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And I'm going to say that again because it's really potent here. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So it's our perception that has been altered through this spiritual awakening. So the makeup of our lives is generally speaking, the relationships you have, the job you have and anything that interests you that you do in your downtime, hobbies and things like that. Now a spiritual awakening will affect all aspects of your life and I want to briefly cover how. But before we talk about the first aspect that's affected by a spiritual awakening, I just need to touch on a very important subject, vibration. Now it seems to be fairly common knowledge now that we're all energy beings made of energy as everything is universally. And we as individual souls are all vibrating at different frequencies. Now I'm not going to go into great detail about vibration because we could do a whole episode in and in of itself about vibration. But what it essentially means here is that we are radiating out energy into the world at a certain frequency. And when we have a spiritual awakening, our awareness is heightened and our vibration is raised. And in fact, any time our awareness and consciousness increases and heightens, so does our vibration. And this takes us nicely into that first aspect that's affected by a spiritual awakening which is relationships. And it's important to know here that the people we attract into our lives are those that vibrate at a similar frequency to our own. And unless those around you have also raised their vibration, you're not going to be on the same wavelength as them anymore. Your increased awareness and your raised frequency does not extend to the people that you surround yourself with. They are on their own path and we are only in control of ours. Now, this is not to say that we're any more or less than the people in our lives, our tribe, for want of a better word. We're just simply at a different stage of the journey and where you are and where they are is perfect. So you've had a spiritual awakening. Your vibration has increased and what you will start to feel as you move through the motions of your regular routine is a misalignment with certain people that wasn't there before. Perhaps you find that you no longer share as much in common with a, with a friend or a set of friends. Your interests have changed. And this can be the case with any relationship in your life where your vibrations simply don't match anymore. 
And that can be so painful and uncomfortable. You're not showing up for friends or family, your husband, your wife, in the same way that you were before. And some people will support this new you and some will be adverse to the changes they see because it's not the you that they need. It's not the you that they're used to. Again, this does not make them a bad person or bad people at all. But equally, you will benefit from friends and loved ones that will support you and the changes that have taken place. So in terms of relationships, the spiritual awakening very often leads to a shedding of relationships in your life that belonged to the old you. After all, in order to make some room for something new in your life, something must be removed. Now, this really doesn't mean that you suddenly, after having a spiritual awakening, lose all your friends and family because you've raised your vibration. It really doesn't mean that at all. It's a very natural process. With your awareness, you begin to understand that you don't connect with certain people in your life the way you did before. And although we'll talk about this later, you will find that you would start attracting new people into your life that match your raised vibration. And you connect with those people on a much deeper level. And even though I said before that your vibration, your raised vibration does not extend automatically to everybody in your life, what it can actually serve in doing for the people in your life who are open enough, it will allow them to raise their awareness through your own spiritual journey. They start looking at their own life and asking their own questions. And that's so beautiful because you get to go with these people in your life, with friends or family, on that journey together. So your job. Now, if you're in work, the chances are that you probably spend around 75% of your week doing whatever it is you do for a living. So in many ways, this might be the clearest shift in perspective or the most powerfully felt, simply because you spend so much time doing it. Now, your spiritual awakening can take you your job in two different ways. You might find that this new awareness brings forth your creative genius that's been dormant and waiting to come out. You might bring new ideas to the table in your job, be innovative and bring a level of depth and meaning to what you do. You might also find, and it's not uncommon, that you can't keep working for a job which doesn't allow you to express this new you. It may be brain-numbing work and you may have stuck it out before, but now with this shift in perspective, it seems unbearable. Now, this isn't to say you should go ahead and quit your job, but your spiritual awakening with, will have set a new uh, thought pattern in motion. New possibilities open up in your mind. And it may be that your job that you currently have is not one that allows for those new and creative ideas to fly. Now, as for everything else, the more generic symptoms that you will feel are 
the need to have more alone time than usual, to contemplate, to try to untangle whatever is happening and shifting in your life. This might mean going for walks, taking more baths or showers, needing to be close to nature, um, going for walks in the forest, being amongst trees, or even just being in your garden more often. You might also start endlessly googling your symptoms. Am I having a midlife crisis? What's wrong with me? Or you may already have a sense that something deeper is at work and type in spiritual awakening or something to do with spirituality. Having a spiritual awakening will also trigger a bit of an emotional roller coaster at times. Now we're all capable of ups and downs of course in our life. Um but you may find yourself very much more sensitive to the energies around you. And this is before we get on to learning how to control that and understanding how to be wary of, of those things. But to start with, when we have no understanding of what's going on, we might find ourselves emotionally triggered by small things. We might get angry very quickly. We might get unusually tearful at a... Um, a film that we're watching it speaks to you on a much deeper level now and that's totally normal what is also normal is to experience physical symptoms such as a cold a stuffy nose sore throat headache aches and pains i know all that sounds like a lot but please know they really are perfectly normal now your whole being is being recalibrated in order to meet your new energetic vibration rate. We're all made up of our emotional, mental, physical and spiritual bodies and something affecting one of these bodies will inevitably affect all the others, which is why we can experience physical symptoms even though the change took place at an energetic level. It's why when we have terrible thoughts, it can run havoc with our emotions because our mental body is affecting our emotional body, which also ends up phys uh, um, affecting our physical body and our spiritual body. So now we've covered the immediate effects of a spiritual awakening. And it's at this point that you can follow one of two paths resistance or acceptance. Now both paths will ultimately lead you to the same place which is understanding and wisdom. Or you could say that the path of resistance is part of the path of acceptance and understanding. Either way we start with one or the other, acceptance or resistance. As I mentioned before we're all unique and therefore the path that you take depends on your experiences and understanding of life thus far. But I can tell you without any doubt that at some time or another you will experience both paths. So the path of resistance is exactly what it says on the tin. It's resistance. It's when you try to ignore your new perception and ignore the changes that are taking place within you and try to just keep things as they were before, maintain the status quo. Now, 
although understandable, when we resist this change, it just feels bad. There's no other way of saying it. It feels bad. You're fighting what is because you don't want to lose friends. You don't want to admit that the life that you've spent years creating, that you've led before, isn't fitting you so well now. There are lots of reasons and circumstances why, for why your, your resistance might be particularly heightened. It might be your upbringing, um, a set of religious beliefs that you have. And this doesn't really just fit this, this new you, this shift that you're feeling doesn't fit in with them. But the bottom line is, the greater the resistance, the more you elongate the journey to acceptance. Now, of course, there's always going to be um, a certain level of resistance in that initial shift. And that is completely understandable. After all, this awakening leads you to question almost everything in our life as we've covered your relationships your jobs the time you give to yourself and I guess that's why they say ignorance is bliss because we can't unknow what we know so no matter how long you resist for you will always have something gnawing at you energetically prodding you to take action until you do now the path of acceptance is letting go, letting go of what you once knew and embracing this new way of being. It's to let go of the need to cling on to familiarity, to step into your own power and seize this opportunity with conviction. And of course, this will move you to healthy and positive action in your life. Through your awakening, you're forced to look at the relationships in your life, the principles and values for which you've always stood for and acknowledge that there is more. And this is where your exploration and your expansion begins. Now, again, I could do a whole episode on moving from the path of resistance into acceptance but for now, I feel it would suffice to simply bring your awareness to these paths. So at least you can be conscious of the one that you're on. And I'll give you a few tips if you find yourself in resistance to this shift. Give yourself time to stop. Whether it's as soon as you wake up, before you go to sleep, set an alarm for some time in the day where you can just stop. Make a cup of tea. Sit down for a few minutes and ask yourself, how am I feeling? What's the general flavour of my thoughts? You could also try to stop yourself when you are feeling particularly heightened emotions. Be with yourself. Question yourself. What is the emotion I'm feeling and what thoughts have provoked this emotion? Our thoughts are so habitual, so on autopilot that most of the time... We don't even notice what exactly we're thinking about. The first clue to the nature of our thoughts is a feeling. So feeling happy or sad, excited, angry. But the truth is, the thoughts have come before the feeling. But very often, we're not conscious enough of our own thoughts to notice. So by asking yourself, how am I feeling? It will give you a good indication what types of thoughts you've been having 
and this in turn will help identify whether you are resisting something or accepting something. Now, on to the good stuff. I'll assume that you've moved through this initial resistance and we can now turn to the new and wonderful world which has opened up for you. Now, I don't want to give the wrong impression. As I said before, everybody experiences a spiritual awakening in a different way. And although we have talked about the initial and immediate effects that it can have, that doesn't mean you don't get to experience any of these good things during that shift. But a lot of the time, because we're in resistance to this heightened vibration and heightened awareness, because we don't understand it fully yet, we're not open to experiencing the positives of it yet. So what are the positives? There are a lot of them. Um, and I feel that the golden thread through all of these positives is awareness. The ability to observe our life through a clearer lens. A heightened awareness of every aspect of our life. So the first positive we're going to talk about is letting go of attachment. So whether you're aware of it or not, you have attachment to things. Attachments are how we identify ourselves. You may identify yourself by the car you drive, the shoes you wear, how you spend your money, who you spend your time with. But this changes with a spiritual awakening. You realise you are more than that, far more than what you identified yourself with in the past. We identify with it and that's what you think makes you, you. But how do these beliefs come about? Well, we take on these beliefs about ourselves based on what our parents, our friends, the media and even science tells us. It's what shapes our perspective on who we think we are. And you can look at each belief as a veil. Things like I'm intelligent, I'm popular, I'm a vegetarian, I'm a teacher. See these beliefs as a veil. Now, through a spiritual awakening, you become aware of the veil and it becomes transparent. The veil is still there, but you can see right through it and you can objectively look at you from a conscious witness perspective. And what's highlighted here is that you are more than all of those beliefs, all of those attachments, which naturally makes us question who am I then if I'm not my beliefs, my personality, my attachments? Who am I? And these questions are the journey of self-discovery, our spiritual journey. Now, the next thing we're going to talk about is a sense of inner peace. Now, I like to use the metaphor of a tree to talk about inner peace. If we think of ourselves as a tree... And the storms and, and winds and rains make the branches move and sway, sometimes pretty violently. Now, these are the emotions and the ups of downs and downs of our life. And prior to our spiritual awakening, we would pay so much attention to these moving branches, the emotions of our life, that we forget there is this strong and unmoving rest of the tree, the trunk. It's always there, but we're so distracted by the moving of these branches 
we actually feel unattached to the tree. We forget that there is the rest of us. And all we feel is the emotions and the turbulent emotions. Now, what you'll find after a spiritual awakening is that you become so much more aware of your whole being, that whole tree. Yes, there'll be storms, emotions and ups and downs, but you aren't on an emotional roller coaster of, of anger and frustration or despair because you are now aware of the underlying and unshakable strength within and that is inner peace. So you start through the pra through practice, of course, to observe the emotional events in your life from that place of inner peace. Not being in the emotional events, but seeing it from a place of peace. And, and this allows you to have the ability to see through a clear lens, which enables you to deal with whatever comes along from a place of stillness and clarity. And inner peace is always there and available to us, but like anything, it requires practice. So many people on the spiritual path do you know, practice things like meditation, walking, or just being still. And it's a wonderful way to feel and experience that inner peace within you that's always been there directly to then, of course, be applied in your life. And it's a very natural and organic process. Talking about now connection is another positive of a spiritual awakening. We often hear the phrase, we're all connected, we're all one. But now you start to truly experience that connection in your life. You may find yourself taking interest in your community. Anything from volunteering, to helping out your neighbour, perhaps helping out at an event or events at your local school. Overall, we become just less judgmental of others. So our previous judgment of a person, for example, turns now more into a, a curiosity and wanting to know them or understand them better. Your awareness of all the creatures that we share the planet with increases and heightens. This might mean that you decide to stop eating meat or you might find yourself trapping flies or spiders and setting them free instead of killing them. And equally that same heightened awareness comes with the planet that we live on. So it might be a realisation that littering, using plastics or wasting food it's no longer okay for you. It's no longer acceptable in your life. And on the subject of connection um, and going back to what we talked about with relationships, you'll find that you attract people, new, new friends, new colleagues into your life who match your new vibration. And they tend to come into your life in the most unexpected ways. So these are people who you can share your experience with and connect with and share this part of the journey with. And the thing about these connections is that there's a depth to them that you may have never experienced until they come along. So now we're going to talk about 
an increase in your intuition and synchronicities. So I'm sure you've heard of the word intuition before, but briefly, it's the ability to understand something instinctively without the need for conscious reasoning. It's that feeling in your gut when you just know something that perhaps you're doing is right or wrong. Or it's that moment when you sense a kindness or a fear in someone's face and you don't know why you feel that way, it's just a hunch. Now, as a culture, we've sort of had this this belief instilled in us that rationality and logic is what's most important when making decisions, any decisions, from really important business deals to what to eat for lunch, what to wear. But intuition is that inner voice, that gut feeling, that little something instinctual from within us that tells us actually how we feel beneath those layers of logic. So as you start to align to your raised vibration, having had your spiritual awakening, you'll notice that this inner voice, that feeling in your gut, is more present. It's louder. And the more you listen, the more it speaks. So when you meet someone, when you need to make a decision, you're more aware of that inner voice or that instinctive knowing. It might come as a feeling, not just a voice. You might start making more decisions based on that gut instinct, sometimes in spite of a more logical solution, what, how we would have made a decision before a spiritual awakening. Now, as you do this, you'll see that this intuitive part of you will never fail you. And you start to work with this intuitive part of you more and more. And just like a muscle, the more you use it, the more you train it, the stronger it gets the louder it gets, the more this voice will speak. But like a muscle, we must use it. So practicing, listening and feeling for that inner voice will allow that intuitive part of you to speak more often, for you to feel it more often. Now this is incredibly useful and just wonderful because you can start to rely on this as your inner guide through life. It's like having a friend that you can always rely on and will never steer you wrong whenever you have to make a decision, small or big. So when you meet someone and you just get a vibe from them, your intuition might say something like, this is not a good match for you, stay away, or this person is perfect for you, perfect for that job, etc., Now, a lot of people might respond with, that's great and everything, but how do I know that this inner voice is my intuition and not just my ego or my personality? Because, you see, we all have an inner voice already, which creates narratives um, about people or situations based on the unique layers of experience and personality we have. So how are you meant to know which is which? Well, your intuition comes to you in an entirely different quality than your ego. 
our ego's desires are loud, they're compelling and they're immediate. The ego tends to give us lots of good reasons and rationalizations for why we should pursue a particular path of action. Your ego will practically yell at you, you know, this is going to be great, this is so right up our alley, just think of all the possibilities, all the opportunities, this is going to be awesome, let's go for it, because if we don't, we're totally going to miss out. That's a lot, that is what our ego does. But your intuition, your soul, whispers. The intuitive voice is just suggesting, and it's non-compelling. It's just not shouting at us. And it doesn't give us any reason or rationalisation whatsoever as to why you should act on its guidance. So your intuitive voice will just casually murmur, do this now. And that's it. And actually, whatever this intuitive voice is suggesting tends to make us hugely uncomfortable. But that's for another time. The point is, these two voices are very different. But because of how loud the ego is, it's no wonder we're more inclined to listen to that rather than our inner voice. But your spiritual awakening will allow you to tune in to that softer voice. And we have to practice listening. Now, synchronicities are a beautiful way of the universe affirming to you that you're on the right path, that you're not alone, that you're divinely guided and loved. And the feedback you receive from the universe also lets you know that the choices that you're making are in your highest good and in alignment with who you are at soul level. So these synchronicities, this feedback, comes in the forms of signs and these signs you'll start seeing all around you and this by the way can be so comforting and affirming for you as you tread this path and these signs will mean something to you so you might be walking down the street with a friend and you see a penny on the street now your friend might think nothing of that but it means something to you. You might have, um, you have, might hold some great meaning with this particular coin that's on the floor, or you might have just been thinking, "I wonder if I'm going to see, see any coins on the floor." You might be collecting coins that you find on the pavement. It means something to you, even if it doesn't mean anything to anyone else. It may be running into someone you were only thinking about that morning. Um, you may have a special relationship with certain animals, certain colours, numbers, and these things start popping up everywhere you go. Now, there are so many examples of synchronicities, but just know that they're there for you to see. They're there for you, and you will know it's a sign for you. So, along the same lines as intuition, synchronicities is you know, knowing that that feeling that the universe is conspiring to make something happen. Now, some might call this coincidences, but these subtle signs are guiding you. Now, there are many, many more positives other than the ones that I've talked about today. But the ones I have talked about are the ones you'll notice first. 
the ones that you'll notice in your life first. And so I felt these were the most potent to talk about. Now, as we're nearing the end of this episode, um, before I go, I want to let you know that we all experience many spiritual awakenings throughout our lives. It doesn't end with that first initial awakening. We continue, as we always have done, to grow and evolve. And as we do so, our awareness grows and evolves. And each and every time we have a spiritual awakening, we still go through these shifts that I've talked about today. We go through the discomfort of change, the path of resistance to acceptance. So it's not uncommon, for example, to get to the other side of a spiritual awakening and enjoy all the beauty it encompasses and think, you know, yes, I'm here. I've pushed through that initial discomfort. I'm embracing all that life has to offer and I'm being in the present moment, etc., etc. And then your vibration is raised again <laughs> and we realise, oh my word, there is so much more to know. There's so much more to understand and so much more I can give to myself and to others. Because I think it's it's a common misconception that once you have an initial awakening, that going forward, you just know what to do, what choices to make, what directions to take in your life, because now you've been opened up to all the wisdom of the world. But it's not as simple as this. It's almost like the universe is giving us what we can take and receive in that moment. We cannot possibly be a party to all the wisdom and unlocking all the mysteries of the universe. It would be too overwhelming. So it's almost like being given it in bite-sized chunks from the universe and little by little raising our vibration. And each time this growing awareness and being able to do more with this heightened awareness and understanding. So I myself have been on my spiritual path for a long time, actively, and yet there are still times where I question myself. I question which path to take, what's right to do next. I'm still human. We are all still human beings, experiencing human emotions and everything that goes with being a human. The difference is, though, that each time we have a spiritual awakening, each time our vibration is raised, we become much better equipped to make these choices, to overcome emotional and difficult situations. And through our growth, we collect these tools with which to overcome these challenges and shifts more smoothly. So however long you've been on this path, however many spiritual awakenings you've had, we're still subject to hurt to grief, to anger. It's just this path will allow you to handle these emotions better, to be more present. And after all, being human is a gift. And in order to create the most abundant, joyful and fulfilling experience as a human, we must understand who we are and who we're not. So I'm very aware that during this episode, I've probably said the words spiritual awakening 
about a million times. So I just want to recap with you that a spiritual awakening is a waking up and a breaking free of a reality that you once knew. It's that deeper part of ourselves waking up. It's always been there. It's that deeper part of us pushing forward to the surface of our life. And that is an indication that no matter how we feel or whatever we may think, to the contrary, that we're actually ready to receive this heightened awareness. We're ready to start understanding who we truly are, which is so much more than what we've experienced so far. So if you feel that you've had a spiritual awakening or you're having a spiritual awakening, just know that the reason you're experiencing this is because you are ready to experience it. Because on some deep level, that need to understand who you are, that need to know that there is more, has become more powerful and has actually instigated this shift. And one really important final thought that I want to leave you with is that we're never pushed past the limits of our endurance. We never pushed past the limits of our endurance. In other words, there is nothing that you go through emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally that you cannot overcome. So if you like what you've heard today, if it resonates with you, or if you have any questions about today's episode or my business and what I do, then please do visit my website at www.yourspiritualawakening.co.uk and just hit contact. Here you'll also find more in-depth information about me and the techniques I use to help people discover who they really are. But for now, I hope you enjoyed listening to this, the very first episode from the Spiritual Awakening podcast. I hope you join me for the next episode. I'm Persephone Dennis, and thank you for listening.